Ready for the interview And if you get a cue Live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo Let's have a combo Say what you feel Be real, that's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD Hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Gotta be social Network global Home for the locals Miss Kara. So we're going to talk about DIY today, yeah, right? I mean, I love it. your videos are amazing. By the way, I subscribed and I love these videos. I was telling my wife about it and she was like, I actually may be into this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like addicting. Once you get started, it's kind of hard to pull away. So be careful. <laughs> be careful. Be careful. Fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I read a little bit about your story, but I think it'd be good for listeners to know how you got into this. Yeah. Okay. So the windiest path ever, but I'll keep it brief. So I grew up like very creative, very hands-on. Like my mom is Pinterest as a person. She's like a kindergarten teacher um, and crafty. And then my dad was an electrical contractor. So my high school job was crawling around in the hot attics, fishing wire. Um, Everyone else I knew worked in retail with like discounts and air conditioning. Yeah. Um, So I learned power tools early on and I was kind of familiar with like home improvement um, but not, didn't really like pick it up as far as like, that's going to be my career. Um, I went to college for business and then started out in oil and gas finance. So very different like path. Um, but once I got into it, just kind of realized like that wasn't the industry for me. Like you're, there's not a lot of potential for creativity there. So I started like a passion project, which at the time was a fashion blog, which is hilarious now because the outfits were truly terrible. It wasn't good. Um, huh? <laughs> not good at all. But it was like creative experimentation. It's kind of like, like look back with like, you know, we were we were just trying to be creative and express yeah. ourselves. And that is always bad at first, like no matter how <laughs> good you are. So um, that was the beginning of my like influencer journey, I guess. And then I finally did like a home like decor post because we had just bought our first house in Denver and went to the design studio. We like built it and everything was like an add-on. It's like, do you want a garage door opener? Cause that's an extra hundred dollars. So yeah. it's like, you're just like racking up all these things. And For finally sure. I was like, you know, I think I could like do this. Like, I think I could get tools and like make it custom myself. So project by project, tool by tool here we are. And now we do it on the internet for all to see and teach people how to do it in their own spaces. So how did you get into kind of this space where you're, you're doing the videos? Obviously you've been doing this a while, but like, how yeah. did you start thinking, wow, this people will be really into this, learning this through like YouTube and things like that. And especially with women. With doing yeah. This. You know, I think growing up, like my, my grandpa was a woodworker and a home builder. My dad was a contractor and it was a very like male dominated space. Like I remember my dad making me sit in the car when he went to like the home improvement store. Cause he like, didn't want people to check me out because it's just, <laughs> there's guys everywhere. And I think being yeah. a feminine woman in this space is like very, I don't know, you're, you feel very alone. It's like, I don't want to put on a flannel and dress the part and look like, you know, a woodworker girl. Although I have friends that do and they rock that and they're amazing. Yeah. But I wanted to be like, you know what, you can show up however you want in a space that's traditionally been male dominated. And traditionally been like, you know, you learn tools from your dad. Well, it's like, why can't I teach women that may not have learned how to do it? Like, it's not rocket science. So that's kind of how we got here. Make yeah, it cute. <laughs> it's amazing. And I think I noticed that, too, is like, um, I think a lot of society today is changing the norms of like dress and wear. Yes. 
Yes. And I think you epitomize that because you come in there, you're doing stuff with yoga pants, essentially. And a sports bra, yeah. Sports bra. And it's <laughs> right? like trendy, it's hip, it's sexy, yeah. you know. And and tell me how that kind of um the the transformation for that started for you. Yeah, you know, at first I just like showed up exactly how I was and like didn't really yeah. think a thing of it. And then I kind of realized like it started being really triggering to people. Like people were like, you can't wear that. Like that's oh. not the right outfit for the job. And I'm like, but I did it and it looks really good and this before and after like critique that instead of what I'm wearing like we could talk about that but it is it's just like the confidence to show up as yourself and I think to do that in any space where there has been a traditional like workwear unless it's literally like safety related yeah. like I wear steel toe boots you know when I first started it was like there's barefoot and <laughs> <in> tennis <laughs> shoes it's like you got to be safe but aside yeah. from that like show up as you are and yeah. you deserve to be there because of skill, not because of your outfit, but yeah. Okay. So the question is, were these, let's say comments that were maybe not flattering, were they from men or women? Like, who is this from? Yeah, actually both. And that really? was probably the, the most disorienting too? thing. Yeah. It's like guys being like, get in the kitchen. Like you should go make a oh, sandwich. It's man. like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, you can't do what I do or you're just <laughs> like triggered, you know, cause this is supposed to be your job. Um, but getting it from other women is like actually kind of painful. It's yeah. like, man, like, are we so not brainwashed, but so like seeped in this stereotype that other women are trying to pull me down too, instead of realizing like, wait, if she can do it in yoga pants, I can do it too. So that's yeah. surprising, honestly, Rough. to me that I know other women would be like, well, you're not wearing like, the outfit, right? You know, that right. you've been socialized, you've just been socialized into it. Right. That's basically what it is, you know. Exactly. And I think, especially for women, maybe who've been told they can't show up in the space, like, not, you know, gate kept from that. It's like, well, if she can do it, like she's breaking all the rules. And I was told I wasn't allowed to do this. So there's kind of like pain around that. And that comes off as like coming at me instead of being like, wait a second, like I'm going to break the rules too. So. But that's yeah. my goal is to help everyone reframe that. So obviously when you, and for the listeners, if you watch these videos, they're amazing. And you got to have the time-lapse thing going on and it's uh -huh. bursting through. Uh, obviously there's a lot of effort involved in this as well, but yeah. for kind of your person who's like, like me, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Like I'm looking <laughs> at it cause I'm like, I need to learn how to do this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how would you, how do you get, how do you get started? Like it seems overwhelming. Yes. I've never been handy. Ever yeah. in my life. So what's like yeah. a good first step, you know? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. I, when I first started, I was scared to use a saw. Like I grew up around power tools, but I was terrified to cut wood. Cause I was like, this is like dangerous. Yeah. I used to plan out the projects like so specifically and bring the list to home Depot and have the guy like help me cut all the wood so I could <laughs> bring it home and just like screw it together. Right. Um, but it is, it's like one project at a time and one tool at a time. And you build your skill set as you go. Um, and one of the easiest projects to start with is probably furniture flipping because you can get a dresser from Goodwill for like $40. So then if you mess it up, it's not like a big yeah. investment, but just like sand it down, like practice using a drill to change the hardware, get a saw out and cut the legs off. And it's kind of like, well, that creative experimentation, but you're not messing up anything in your house before you know what you're doing. Yeah. But every single project, no matter what it is, like there's a part of it I'm still scared of because like, I'm always pushing my limits and pushing my skill set to learn new things. So there's always a moment where I'm like, oh, like, what did I get myself into? Like, can I actually do this? 
But then it's like, you know, let's pivot. Let's find a way to problem solve or let's call in help and admit that we took on too much (laughs) and we weren't ready. So, yeah. Furniture flipping. That's interesting. That's part of my whole thing with my podcast is like, I want to introduce people to things they're just not even thinking about or they're like, I'm not sure like how I would even begin something like this. So I think for me, it's all an education for me and the listeners of like, you know, furniture flipping. You said that I'm like, nope, don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) So basically just buying like a rundown piece of furniture and fixing it up. Yeah. And so it's like that could be just paint that could be using power tools to cut it apart and make it different. Um, Or, yeah, I mean, simple like builds like you could build a bench, just a really simple top with screwing on some legs from Amazon or you know, hanging a gallery wall or there's a lot of, yeah, I have like a lot of simple tutorials on my page to get people started, but usually it comes from a place of like function and necessity. Like people, you look at your house and you're like, oh, I wish that could be different. And then you're like, okay, well, what if I like did something about that? And so then you get a project idea and that's the best place to start. Cause it's like actually something you're going to use and be able yeah. to be proud of. So when you like look at it later, you're like, I built that. Like, yeah. I did that. There's something satisfying like that. Like, I'm very yeah. good, like gardening. I love gardening uh-huh. and building gardens and stuff like that. I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah. Know? But it's like the inside of the house. Eh. So <laughs> <much>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're opposite then because I'm not a great gardener. I wow. can keep the house plants alive, but the full <laughs> garden is like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, now I'm growing pumpkins, patches, everything. I'm yeah. doing. You know, oh, but yeah. I never believed I had that skill, but I worked on it right. just like right. this, you know, but is some of this more natural for you than you would, I mean, like, I mean, do you feel like you have this natural proclivity to be able to do this or is it like all like, Hey, I started from ground zero on this. I mean, ground zero, but like the creativity has always been there. Okay. Like having big wild ideas, I feel like is always been a part of who I am learning to like put those into the actual world and like develop skills around like how to make them happen. That's where it was like, we're starting from zero. Like I went to school for business, you know, like I knew how to run Excel without a mouse, but like power tool, like that's not not something we know. So yeah, I think it is part of it. Identifying like the parts of your personality that you already have that you're, you thrive at and then finding where to fill in the gaps. And that's either education or asking for help. Or yeah, just teaching yourself to do it and like strengthening those things that you're not naturally amazing at. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you can learn to do almost anything. I mean, you really exactly. can. I mean, yeah, I, I learned to cut my own hair during the pandemic. Yeah, and it looks amazing. Right, thank you. And I literally <laughs> had to figure this out because I'm like, I'm not cutting my hair off. Like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna like, right. I gotta figure this out. I went to YouTube and learned how to cut my hair. Like how yeah. to, and it took a while, but it's like. I imagine it's very similar. Obviously, it's yes. It's all, all everything's a skill almost. Uh huh. Like how yeah, I think when it comes out? to art, for sure. Yeah, it's like everything is a skill, and you can learn it, and you have to go through that phase of like being bad or practicing <laughs> or trial and error, and like let yourself be in that for a little bit. And I think when people don't want to do it, it's because they're actually afraid to be bad and afraid okay. to like sit in that and mess up. <laughs> Let's talk about that. This is a this is yeah. like a, this is a good life lesson here. Right. I yes. mean, you're going to be bad at stuff when you have no experience with yeah. it. Right. It's kind of this people don't like that. It's like when somebody's trying to grow their hair and it's like at a stage where it's just not good. Uh huh. Uh huh. The same exactly thing. It. It's like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. 
Well, and I think in a world where it's easy to brush over that process part, like you see the before and after, or you see the time lapse that was three seconds when it actually took me like a month, you know, (laughs) it's like, that's the video format because you can share it in that little bit, but we're glossing over a big part of like what it took to get there and all the uncomfortable hard parts. So you just got to learn to sit in those. Now, but here's a, here's, you know what, this is an interesting pathway of this. So like yeah. if you look at a short and you see the time lapse on some like it's amazing. But on another yeah. level, do you think people take that and go, this is easy to do? Like, absolutely. Like they don't understand yeah. the work. So it's right. like, do you have to explain that, though, that like like what you're telling yeah. me, how do you get that across to the audience? Yeah, I think that's for me, I like put it in like the blog posts, like longer form, like YouTube, like actual tutorials or my stories when it's like, I'm actually showing behind the scenes of like, look, I really messed up here. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, in the short form video, which is like what everything is pushed to, like YouTube, Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, it is just like so brief and so quick. And yeah. there's even been people that are like, I don't understand why you think this is so impressive. Like it's just basic home care. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like you, you could, you do it. <laughs> and then we'll talk. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, weird to which say. Is fine. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's a weird comment, but on the weird. some level, it's like, it did look like that. Like the video made you think it was easy. And so that's, you know, I guess that's fair. So did you go into, let's say like, obviously you've amassed a pretty large following. I'm not, I mean, can you have imagined that this would happen for you? I mean, and like, not at all. what was your intention initially with putting this out there through YouTube, Instagram, all that? Yeah, I think just to share my journey. Like I think I like I knew how intimidated I felt to pick up tools and do it and I looking around didn't see a lot of other women doing that. And so I was like, I just want to put it out there because maybe it will help someone. And it was just like fun to create the content and make the videos and sort of like just document the process for myself. But never did I plan on it being like my actual job (laughs) or having like this many people be excited, but yeah, it's, it's cool. You know, it's, I've had a few, I like to talk to people who are kind of influencing in different areas, you know, and it's kind of the same thing. Nobody expects there to be this influence. Right. They're like, I was just doing it. And then somehow it started to come together. Like what was the moment or the progression of moments when you started thinking this is taking off for me? as yeah. a, a thing, an income source doing it this way. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, that happened through brand deals, like brands coming to me and paying me to create videos, whether for my own channel or for theirs, but kind of realizing like there's actual value there, you know, like they were offering me good money for that. And I, for like, it kind of had imposter syndrome. Like, do mm. they know that I just like taught myself? But then I realized like they could pay a team of people a hundred thousand dollars for a whole shoot. Right. Or they could pay me. And not only am I going to make the content, I also share it with an engaged audience. So like seeing that there's actually value there was kind of the moment I was like, wait, this is like a whole real thing. <laughs> the real thing. <laughs> now, what, what was there? What was the point where like that started coming? Like people started approaching you. Was it a certain number of subscribers or yeah. a viewership? Because I think people are really interested and this, how people get to these type of points. I think you just see some, we see Kara, 
You yeah. see the 100,000, 200,000 subscribers, but people don't know the back end. They don't understand that. Right. I like to understand that for people. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I think, I don't know, it happened like naturally. And I think it happened because I was like so passionate in sharing that it kind of like draws that to you. It's like if you set out to build an amazing brand, you're focused on building an amazing brand. You're not focused on like the passion of it or the sharing part. And that's what really makes it successful. Like that's why you are given the gift of having influence is because you started out serving people and offering value. And so that's something I think a lot of people want. Like a lot of the people that have seen how much money you can make or like the idea of having a lot of followers. It's like they're too focused on achieving the influence itself. And they don't get that that's like a side effect that you mm. earn by showing up and providing value or sharing like from an authentic place. And so you start there and then it'll all come, which seems like counterintuitive, you know, but <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's a new world, right? Where people are making their living out of sharing content yeah. um, and things that maybe, you know, you think of somebody 30 years ago, I'd be like, no. I mean, no. it's not even a possibility, but right. I think about like, have you faced resistance from say your traditional DIY based uh, businesses who maybe are not leveraging this type of content? A little bit. I think what I do, what I do is so weird because like there's an established industry that's so different, like contractors and people you hire. So what I do isn't like directly threatening to them. Um, unless I could get everyone to do it themselves. But like, there's actually an industry where you need to be educated. There's actual safety yeah. regulations. Like, so it's, it's like a little bit different. And, and I think they, there's a little bit of like backlash. Like there's a little bit of like, who are you to be doing this? Like your mm -hmm. tool belt's too clean. It's like a comment oh, okay. we get a lot, but that's like in the industry, like you're known as the new guy, if you show up with a new yeah. tool belt. And so they say that to me, not realizing that it's a completely different ball game, what I'm doing. And mine's clean because I take care of it. Like it's four years <laughs> it's old. It's not like, sitting there forever. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's a little bit of backlash, but not a lot. I think more inspiration and two very different worlds. Like a lot of contractors are not even touching social media because they're right. so busy in the work. Like I remember my dad, his accounting system was like shoving the receipts in his truck door and then handing them to me at 12 years old to type them into Excel. It's like he was so into just the actual work that yeah. social media for a lot of people is like, you know, a different world. So, yeah, I think there's space for everyone. You know, there's yes. the people who are doing what you're doing. There's other people who just want to work in the dark. They don't want to spend the time, you know, right. and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's right. just everybody has different ideas and values that they want to achieve in life. And some of it involves yeah. no type of publicity. You know. Exactly. Like social media is for sharing, but there's work that doesn't need to be shared. That is just the right. work. So <laughs> that's valid. Like just because you don't see it. Now, is, there, is yeah. there any type of, do people discuss these like regulations or like safety and stuff? Because like I wouldn't go and like try to like change my plumbing, you know, no matter right. any video I saw, I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> it's right. like, you know, is there an <laughs> element of like of going too far? And you say, hey, I'm not yeah. going to do this in terms of design because it's too far, you know? Right. I mean, that is, I don't do like all my own plumbing. And I feel like 
I have a pretty good grasp on my limits. Some people do not. Um, but there's definitely like, you have to know what you don't know and you have to be willing to like call in help or like really spend time in the weeds learning. Um, you either spend time or money if you like hit that wall, but you have to know what that is because if you get in over your head too much, like you will destroy your house or you will get hurt. Right. Um, so I think having that fear and that kind of like moment of, Oh, should I really do this? Like, that's good. That'll keep you safe. Um, but I think it's like a larger life lesson of like knowing how to push your own boundaries. Like how do you allow yourself to expand and grow in a productive and safe way without taking it too far too fast? Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of lessons here, right? I mean, yeah, I have like, all the life lessons from doing it the hard way. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like staying in it when it's not going well, you know, yeah. it's like people just don't like failing at things or right. not performing well. And then right. knowing your limitations is like uh -huh. a huge thing. Sometimes I think social media, it's weird because like you think you can do things you can't do sometimes too. Right. You right. know, it's like, and maybe that's, a, a, you know, that's what the person It's like, maybe I should be more discerning about what I'm looking at. Right. Well, you know. Yeah. And it might only be till you try it. You're like, wow, this is way harder than I yeah. thought. And then it gives you respect for that person's skill set, being like, they made it look so easy. And it actually does take a lot of honed skill that I don't have. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was yeah. a great video of yours. I, I just watched recently was, uh, I think it was the dresser with the wallpaper. Uh-huh. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? Like, that's like, yeah. That doesn't seem hard. Like, I was like, I'm pretty it's sure not. I could do that. You could, you totally right? could. It doesn't seem hard. <laughs> No, but that was like an example of like, that was very relatable. I felt yeah, that type of thing. And I think the average person would be like, okay, wallpaper, put this on here. I could probably do that, you know? Yeah. Well, thanks for saying that. But yeah, I try to share projects that are just attainable for everyone. It's like anyone can put temporary wallpaper on a dresser. Yeah. And then I use like these miter shears, not even a power tool to cut the little trim. So like there's ways to customize your house and it doesn't take money or hiring out. Like what you're actually lacking is creativity and mm. intentionality. And that's the pieces you're missing, not money or tools or yeah, anything big and crazy, which, yeah. you know, it's easy to, to jump to that and think like, oh, if I just had more money, if I just had my dream house, it's like, you can make it happen. You just have to want it and you have to be creative. The money thing is a, is a interesting thing. Um, I have an episode with a guy who was, he's a big tech millionaire guy. And then he had terrible de spiraling depression from yeah. working in Silicon Valley. And then he wow. went and worked for Amazon warehouse and he was like, it was terrible, uh -huh. but he said it, it got him out of his depression, but wow. he, but the, it's a great episode. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Gotta check it yeah. out. But he said once you know, once you make money make, and you're really comfortable and like you say, you're very wealthy, he said, it's, it's weird. Because then you don't have any excuses about money anymore. So then right. it becomes about you and maybe you're the problem, uh -huh. not the money. I'm not right. saying this is the same, but it's kind of like if you're always saying, well, if it's I had the similar, money to yeah. do this project, if I had the money to, to do that, then I would do it. But what if you did and you still didn't do it? That's a you problem. Then. Exactly. Right. And that really is kind of like the idea of limitations, right? It's like, creativity actually thrives when there's constraints. If you had a blank canvas with all the money in the world, like 
that's actually a way harder project to tackle <laughs> than having a very specific problem you have to solve. Like that makes creativity easier. Yeah. And so, but also along the idea of like your dream home, I always tell people like, you don't actually want that dream home with all the unlimited money. You want the version of yourself you think you'd be if you had that. So like a tangible example, you want to have another room so that you can work out. You want to have the bigger kitchen so you could be a mom that cooks more. Like what you want is not actually that big house. You want a better version of yourself. Mm. And I think that's why I love DIY. It's because it's a tangible way to push your limits and get there. And you can see the progress. Like you can see a before and after where a lot of more like personal development stuff is a little more foggy or a little more conceptual yeah. like hands-on you see the progress and i think that's really cool that's true yeah you you and that's what's great about your videos is like you see the progress and yeah. i think that pushes people on when they when they see the progress i mean you can literally take that to anything like in my business and fitness sometimes it's difficult because let's go back to the bad thing initially it may be very bad and right it's not you're not seeing the physical changes you want to see, but there's a lot of stuff happening internally right? that you just don't seem to care about because it's not aesthetically pleasing to you. <laughs> you know, like, right, right. You got to spend the time. You exactly. have to spend the time and you have to grind right. in doing that. But yeah, I'm thinking about your creativity. How do you come up with the projects that you want to do? Is there, is there like a drawing board or how do you create that creativity? What's the setting you create or the vibe you create to get that to that point? Yeah. So for me, I always like to try to solve a problem. I like to start with function. Like, what do I want out of this space? Or if mm -hmm. I'm doing it for someone else, like, what do they need to support their actual everyday life? And then we can make it pretty. So then it's like, okay, well, if it, here's the list of things they need, like, how could we aesthetically make those look cool or be really interesting, like have a function that you're like, whoa, I didn't expect that, or kind of fit their style. So it's first like sitting down and writing a list of like everything you're going to do in that room or that little space, that little corner you're making over. And then thinking of like, what design elements can we add to make that happen? And I think a lot of people do it backwards where they go to Pinterest and they start like pinning everything or Instagram, you see a project and you try to like copy and paste it into your house and then it like doesn't work out and you wonder why. And it's because you didn't start with you. You mm. started with what it looks like or what someone else did that you were inspired by, but that's not like your own creative process. And I learned that the hard way by doing like copying and pasting projects that I saw into my house and then being like, oh, this actually doesn't work. And why is that? So, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. So let's talk about the Make Space podcast here. Yeah. And uh, so was that a natural outgrowth of the work you had been doing online or how, how did that come about? Yeah. So I had had a podcast before it called Blogged and it was all about like influencer stuff. Um, and so that kind of burned me out. So then mm -hmm. when it came time, I was like, you know, I really loved podcasting. Like I loved all the people I got to meet and just the networking and just sharing like in that way, like long form. So I was like, okay, I'll do it again. But this time it'll be just like exploring home decor and creativity and like everything around that. Um, and then I was really fortunate to have some really cool guests early on, like Leanne Ford from um, HGTV and Hilton Carter, who's like an incredible plant stylist. And so it's like, once you get a few cool people, it's like easy to 
convince everyone to come yeah. talk to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's like, if you have a natural curiosity for learning to get to sit down and like talk to people and ask them, it's just like a magical job. It doesn't feel like work. It feels like just a blessing to get to know what they know. And so I kind of did it like selfishly, like, hmm, I could not get these people to give me an hour of their time. <laughs> but if I feature them, then like suddenly they're all in and they're so excited. So it was a little bit selfish, but that's how yeah. that came about. My podcast is all about my selfishness. <laughs> right. Like, oh, no. Write it in the description. This is about right? me. Yeah. I'm learning from other people. If uh -huh. you want to learn too, great. You can come on, you can listen the whole thing. And I have no problem with that, but it's funny. Like, yeah, people will say yes more often than they'll say no. I, I've experienced that at least. Yes. You know? I've, I don't think I've had one person tell me no. And I, and it felt like, oh, it's just not a fit, but it's like, yeah, people are, when they're passionate about something, they're excited to share. And so just asking someone to share is usually like an easy yes. Like, of course I will come talk yeah. about myself and my work for an hour. Like <laughs> yeah. it's the easiest yes ever. I wonder if you had this, maybe you don't want to talk about this, but I, I I'll definitely talk about it. <laughs> it was like, you still see me? like I've there had some like really <laughs> large, large people on and I find that like, it wasn't that interesting. Uh, it, like actually feel like the people who are not as huge are more interesting in, yes. in a sense that felt like the bigger the person gets, the less interesting the, the conversation was. I'm not saying that's for a lot of people. I'm just saying for me, it's less interesting for me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you've experienced with that. Obviously, you don't want to like say anything, but it's I'd rather talk to people who are kind of like not so huge, you know, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. just a different thing, you know? I think like, the reason why is because like, yeah. I think when you're huge, you're too far removed to what it's like to start. So it's like harder to relate. Or if you get someone in the middle, it's like you could really see yourself in their shoes and their advice is like a lot more relevant to where you are. Where if it's someone like huge, it's like it's been a while since they were a beginner and they probably have forgotten what it's even like. So, yeah. Isn't that a strange That's phenomenon? That's a strange yeah. phenomenon, though. If like you get to a certain point. And it's like, you're not relatable to people, general public yeah. anymore. I find that yeah. strange. You know? It's so weird. And I feel like that's like social media is kind of moving that way with like TikTok. It's oh, like, really? we yeah. don't relate to the big influencers. And so TikTok is like every day. Oh, can you still hear me? Oh yeah. Yeah. Cut yeah. out a little bit. Okay. I was, I was saying like TikTok is like the everyday person in their house and then them blowing up and becoming an influencer is like more relatable than people that have been doing it for like 10 years that, you know, have a whole lifestyle that none of us can touch. So, yeah, I think we like it better when people, we can see our story in them. And so you get to a certain level and it's like, I don't have six houses and 27 <laughs> cars. So I don't, I don't know what that's like. Like a I lot wish. of work. That seems like a lot of work to me. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, mean... I will come if you invite me, but how do you clean them? <laughs> <laughs> how do you yeah, with a lot of help, I'm sure. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. With that. Do you ever think about that for yourself though? It's kind of like you are you obviously you're fairly popular. I mean, you have a large following and, and you continue on this trajectory, it's gonna get bigger. Like it is. Mm -hmm. And have you yeah. thought about that? Like what that means? Yeah. Um 
I think that's just like the natural evolution of things, right? It's like going to get bigger. So my thing is like, how do I still engage people that are just starting in an authentic way? Like, how can I make sure to serve them so that I don't become too detached? And then my work is weird because it's like, I still do so much of it myself. I'm not like hiring people to come redo the rooms. So I feel like I'm still in it a lot, like day to day and still remembering what it's like to like be just starting. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, as you expand, you really start thinking about like, what do I want the impact to look like? Cause you start hitting metrics of like gaining a hundred thousand followers sure. and this and this and this, and you think you'll be like a different person or it'll feel a certain way. And then it doesn't. And you're the same person and you yeah. <laughs> didn't really like change your life that much. And so then it's like, okay, well that's cool, but that's not the focus anymore. Like growth yeah. isn't the focus impact is. And what does that look like? And for me, yeah, it's just empowering everyday people to take charge of their spaces because I think it's a form of self-care, like yeah. caring for your house and setting that up to support you is just like self-care. Like we set goals for our career and our fitness and our finances, but we don't set goals for our house and we kind of just think it's going to work itself out. But yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. Most definitely. It was interesting. I, I've been in the training business for over 20 years and I've never stopped training. Yeah. And that's on purpose because yeah. I feel like once I stop doing that and I just do the executive work that I do in addition, like I'm going to lose the sense of relatability to my peers in the training right. aspect of it. Yeah. But I know so many people that they almost try to get out of that. Like they don't want to be doing the groundwork forever. You know, they want to aspire to be, you know, CEO, executive or consulting and all that. I've tried to always do both because I just, I want to be relatable, but I wonder, is there a time when you feel like you're not going to be doing projects yourself? Yeah. I think when I'm physically unable to, I will stop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's, you know, I might be 70 or 80, but I think I'll always be doing something. Cause for me, that hands-on is so good. Like it's so yeah. magical and kind of therapeutic. So yeah, no one can Get me to sit down. So I like that because it's, <laughs> I, mean, can, I don't know. Can you imagine a life where you're just like consulting for people and you're yeah. not doing any more of these videos? Like you're just doing yeah. like, you know, big brand stuff. It would seem like yeah. antithetical to like who you are, right? you know? Exactly. It's like, yeah, at my core, it's what I do. And I think some people are maybe meant to move through like these mm. really complete eras, you know, and yeah. then move on to the next one. But I'm not, I'm supposed to be just in it. Yeah. I feel like we're similar so, yeah. to that. Like I need to be in it. I need to be training people. Yeah. I need to like right. feel that. I need to have that yeah. connection. Yes. And I want to, I do, I'm doing other stuff that's more executive corporate and, but it's just like, I don't want that lack of relatability. Right. That, you know, it's like somebody who was in something 30 years ago and they still think it's the same because they're not doing right. it anymore. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. They're teaching you the strategies from 30 years ago. You're like, that doesn't work anymore. Like, yeah, at all. It, it's so do you attend, is there like DIY conferences and things like that that you go to, to continue to push yourself? Well, how does that work for you? Kind of the continuing education? Yeah, there's, uh, there's a couple, not really a lot out there. I go to one called workbench. Um, it's in Atlanta and it's like a lot of, um, like wood shop owners that just like sell cutting boards or cool things on Etsy. 
that are kind of learning to share their process and the social media side um, so that I don't totally fit in because there's not too many like home people. Um, but other than that, I go to like creative conferences, just kind of like women in business or podcasting ones or just kind of to network with other creatives. Um, cause yeah, the work is so much of just like trial and error and teaching myself, like we're doing it ourselves. So there's not a lot of like formal education, although I want to change that. I want to do like a power tool course for women Ooh. to walk you through your first six tools and how to do them. So how about for guys who don't know how to do that? Listen, <laughs> everyone can come. It won't be for just women. It'll be for everybody, everyday people. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> it's just a stereotype. I think for guys that guys just should be, not, should know how to you know, like change a tire or, you know, the guy should know how to like fix things in the house. I've never known how to do any of that. Yeah. Honestly. And no. I know I'm not alone. There's other guys who don't yeah. know what they're doing at all. Listen, I married a city boy. He can barely <laughs> use a drill. And he doesn't like when I say that, but it's true. He's scared of the saw. He'll like flinch when I'm using it. He's like, oh. <laughs> and that's okay. Like those sort of tasks shouldn't be dueled out like to who who which gender yeah. wants to do them. It's like you want to, or you want, you want to hire help, like pick <laughs> what you're yeah. going to do. Well, I think that's a good thing about this age, Ren. We're trying to break these traditional, you know, gender roles or stereotypical things that we have essentially just assigned people. I mean, right. we've not thought about it. We've just assigned it to people. Right. And I think there's mm -hmm. the growing pains. And that is that some people still believe they should be assigned to this type of person, this gender yes. and the whole thing, you know? Right. And what I've realized is like that, that worldview for them was very limiting and constricting in some way, and they've lived that way. And so to think that now the rules have changed is kind of hard. Like it's hard to wrap their head around because they're like, wait, but I was so hurt and damaged by having to live this way. And now you get to just do what you want. Like it doesn't seem fair, but yeah, it's like, you can do it too. It's time. Yeah, most definitely. So power tools course, that's interesting. Any other What's the, what are the projects that you're like really thinking about or what is the penultimate thing you want to do? Yeah. Well, right now I'm flipping a house from, it was built in 1840. Whoa. It is a dumpster fire, like <laughs> total mess. <laughs> the basement is like the most horrifying thing I've ever seen ever. Um, but I'm turning it into what I hope to be like an Airbnb. It's in this really cute little downtown in South New Jersey. Um, which I just moved from Texas. It's like a whole new world up here. Yeah. But I, yeah, I want to do more like real estate investing and still do like all the projects and all the hands-on, but then be able to like rent out these spaces later and host people. And my dream is that I'll have like QR codes in all the rooms so you can see like how it was made and like how I did it. So it'll be kind of like a cool experience. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's a great idea. Like, yeah. imagine doing that, your picture, and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, that's mm -hmm. like amazing. That's like crazy, yeah. actually. It'd be like a museum, but you get to stay there. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. You just blew my mind <laughs> with that. That's amazing. A museum, but you get to stay there. Hmm. See, this is why I do this because I'm not thinking about this stuff. Like, I'm not. Oh, you're cutting out. It's Can not even in my mind that this is happening. You know, yeah, it's not even in my mind that that stuff's happening, you know, yeah. like it's like, mm, I would never think about it that way. Uh -huh. <laughs> just, and they were limited yeah. by, by our brains and a lot of times in our yes. experiences, yes. you know, 
And you can only, you only know what's in front of you or what you have been exposed to in your life. Right. Right. You know? That's why like, I wasn't even looking for you. You just popped up on my YouTube and I was like, who is this? And, and I was like, DIY interior design. And for some reason it just spoke to me. Yeah. It like the universe to put yeah. us together. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and it's I saw I am, works. if I like something, I just go for it. There's no right. fear. I was uh -huh. like, I'm going to reach out. I got to figure out how to reach this person. And then I'm going right. to send off something. Either they say yes or no. If no, it's okay. You know, yes, yeah. something good. You gotta shoot. Yeah. I love that so much that I feel like the best opportunities for me have kind of just like come along and then you just have a gut feeling and you're like, whoa, like, okay, we'll do this. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, you've done such a great job, Kara. Seriously. Oh, it's it's like, it's literally like such an amazing channel and following that you've created it's really Aww. well done. Seriously, it's amazingly so well much. done. I think the same of you in your uh, like podcast group. Thank it's you. so you you're such a, like a good networker of like putting people together and connecting them. That's like a really special skill. I don't Thank have. You. I'm like a researcher. <laughs> I like hide in a hole. But you like watching. Yeah, it's so cool. It's like to have met all these people and be like you and you need to connect and yeah. you and you and like yeah. That's, that's, that's like so a natural cool. thing for me. That feels I natural. Know. So I'm just like, oh, let's put this person together. You should yeah. talk to this person. Right. And ultimately, it just helps everybody out. Yeah. You know? It's so, so easy and effortless, though. I'd have to have like a spreadsheet and <laughs> a I'd spreadsheet. have to be like, okay, you and you. <laughs> it's like it'd be so much work. <laughs> I just think it just pops in my mind. I'm like, you two, you need to talk. This person, you need to talk. You know, it's just uh, for me, it's just uh, I just think of people. And then it right. just comes to me with yeah. that. So, I mean, I think a lot of people would benefit from what you're doing, um, like literally anybody. And I think because people need to have shelter mm. and people want to make their shelter look like how they feel, how they feel. They want it to feel warm right. and, and inviting and, yes. and they want it to feel like them. That's their imprint that they put on their shelter mm -hmm. and you're helping people with that. So. So um, I would love for you to chat a little bit. Just tell me a little bit about how people can connect with you, how they can spend time learning more about what you're up to. And uh, so give them all of your social media channels, the whole thing. Let's run through it. You know. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. Oops, sorry. sorry, I missed the last part. No, no, I was just saying if you could just run through a little bit how people can connect with you oh, yeah. and learn more about you. Okay, well, if you want to just watch fun videos or get inspired for home decor, you can find me on Instagram at Never Skip Brunch um, or my website. Also, Never Skip Brunch has like a lot of tutorials. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, my website has a lot of tutorials for like getting started with tools and decorating your house. Um, and then I have a book on Amazon. It's actually a guided journal. And it's all about like how to get clear on what you want out of your house. So if you're scared to pick up tools, you don't even know where to start. That might be a good place because you kind of sit down and figure out like, what do I actually want my house to be? And then you can start making that happen hands on. So yeah, follow me on Lovely. Instagram and we can be friends <laughs> and I'll show you how to use tools. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I can vouch for that. Kara's awesome. When I reached out to you, you got back to me and um and pretty quickly, actually, oh, when I when I reached out, you got back very quickly and uh, your team and you're just easy to work with. 
And I'm just grateful that uh, we got to spend some time chatting here today. So thank you so much, Kara, for spending some time with me today.